There we go. What's going on, everyone? Kelly Kevlar here, one half of Seven Era Media, and welcome to today's edition of the Honky Tonk Highway, episode 13. It's Friday, guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I know you got lots of stuff to choose from out there to watch. I'm glad y'all are tuning in. Um, if you haven't yet, like, follow, share us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, we are currently live on both Facebook and YouTube. So for those following us on Facebook right now, what's going on, everyone? YouTube. Hope y'all are enjoying this. Uh, please stay tuned after we're done. I am going to release next week's five guests. You are definitely going to want to um, look forward to those. So without further ado, today's guest, all the way from New York, up north there, up in the cold area. Uh, awesome guy. He's been on the scene here now for a couple years. Uh, big in the local scene up in New York. Um, everyone likes to call him a little miniature Junior Willis. Uh, so please welcome my bu good buddy, Mr. Brandon Zohorski. What's going on, B? What's, What's going, going on, on, guys? How are you? Pretty good. Thank you for coming on the show today. Appreciate you having me. This is cool, man. I'm pretty excited to be a part of it. Yeah, it's been fun so far. Uh, I already got uh, people coming in. Jim said, yikes, you got Brandon on on Friday the 13th. Didn't even pay attention that today was Friday the 13th. Wow. Um, this should be fun then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh for those who don't know you out back uh out there watching why don't you give us a little history b uh boy uh line dancing was a total thing that i never imagined i'd be a part of uh went to the club one night and i couldn't believe what i was seeing and I, from there i was instantly hooked man um line dancing has definitely become an amazing part of my life i'm super excited to be a part of it i have met some amazing people through my, my travels, travels and, and I, I feel, feel very blessed, blessed to be a part of it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's crazy how life has gone currently with everything going on and how together the community feels, even though we're so far apart. So it's, it's really cool to be a part of it. I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm glad. Yes. Everyone who's out there is trying to correct me. Guys, we know it's not the 13th of April. It's the 13th episode. That's what Jim was getting at. It's Friday. We're the 13th episode. We all know that it's not the 13th of April. I know y'all have been locked in quarantine and getting your days confused. It's okay, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes the chat can be your friend and can be your enemy. <laughs> it's, so, good, though. it's good. So um, you've been actually you've been on the scene now for a couple years, but you actually have a really big following and big social scene up in new york tell us about that because i'm wild every time i see your videos and i can't wait to come up and hang out with you there <laughs> yeah, yeah man it'd be, it'd be awesome, awesome to have you guys come up, come up. Um, um i gotta, I gotta tell, tell you um what, what i'm a part, a part of here in new york, york is I, it's, it's such, such a blessing, blessing. I, 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 there's I there's many, many times, times that i'll, I'll, I'll go and teach on a tuesday night and just look at the crowd and say i can't believe that i can be a part of this um you know, you know, I work. I, you, you know, I was trying to think today, actually, before I came on. I was trying to think when I started uh, <laughs> at Billy Joe's on Tuesdays. For, for those of you that are watching that don't know exactly what I do on Tuesdays, I teach at Billy Joe's uh, Rib Works at Newburgh, in Newburgh, New York, uh, on Tuesday nights. Uh, I think, and I'm I'm hoping that somebody might be able to correct me under the comments if I'm wrong, but I do believe it was somewhere around 2013 I started teaching there. Um, 
And I couldn't get anybody to give me exact answer on that today. I actually tried to find out, but uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I actually was um, teaching at a couple different bars here, but but Tuesday nights is is my my favorite night. I I am so blessed to be a part of it. Um, I mean, on a on a slow night, you know, we could have a couple hundred people to a busy, warm summer night out there on the deck. You know, there could be fifteen hundred people, and I mean, it goes up from there. If we're, you know, if it's a holiday weekend or anything like that, I mean, it is just an incredible thing to be a part of. You know, I work with uh, uh, CJ McIntyre from 94.3, The Wolf. Um, he's our DJ there on Tuesday nights. And there's been many times him and I have just kind of looked, looked at each other and like, I, I can't believe that this is still going on and that we're, we're so lucky to be a part of it. So, uh, uh, you know, I never once take it for granted. I, I love being out there with everybody. I love sharing the floor with people that dance with me on Tuesday nights and the support is just absolutely amazing. Um, and, and I mean, even, even the phone calls and stuff that I've gotten since we've closed down because of, the, of everything with the virus right now, um, the people have reached out just to say, Hey, how you doing? We miss you. What's going on? You know, uh, it's really, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. Well, I'm, I'm, I know I'm looking forward to coming up and hanging out. I see the videos all the time and, the fact that you get that many on a Tuesday night, a Tuesday, like we don't even, our clubs aren't even open up on Tuesdays here most of the time um, in Florida. So the fact that you get that much on a Tuesday, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually, actually, you know, it's, it's funny. funny. You would think, you think that most of the dancing would go on like the weekends around here, but uh, Saturdays are a hard thing to do uh, in this area anyway. But, you know, um, Tuesdays even, even, you can basically dance almost every night of the week around here, but, you know, Tuesdays being the bigger night, um, you know, Saturdays are more for Cadillac Ranch out in Connecticut. It's a great place to go. Phenomenal, phenomenal place. Awesome instructors. Uh, Paula's out there. She's had me go out there teach a few times. But in this area, it's, it's Tuesday nights. And, and they also have Friday nights uh, at Josie's West in New Paltz that, that they, have, they do there as well, which is actually a place where I used to teach as well. Oh, that's, that's cool. So you went from pretty much one bar in New York to another. Uh, yeah, there was a point where I was teaching at multiple bars all at once. Um, it was, uh, we were doing, actually, I'm trying to think if it was all simultaneous or not, but I mean, there was a night where, you know, I was doing Tuesdays at Billy Joe's and then Wednesdays um, in Poughkeepsie, um, and then uh, Thursdays, Steelhouse in Kingston, Fridays, uh, Joe's East and West uh, in New Paltz. It, it was kind of crazy at one moment. I kind of got myself a little... Uh, little book there uh, every night of the week, but it was a blast to be part of. Um, right now, I'm just doing the Tuesday night thing, and I'm, I'm loving it. That's great. It's great for, for family life and everything, and um, yeah. So uh, what's it like trying to balance the home life, uh, being at home teaching and the job, and uh, being on the road going to events uh, all over the country? Well, as, as I've said to, you know, to many people, and as many as probably assumed, you know, I've had to kind of pull back a little bit. Um, with, you know, having our, our daughter Bailey and, uh, now with another one on the way, uh, super excited. Stacy's due, uh, September 22nd, I believe it is. Um, so baby number two, which is another girl. Um, but, uh, so that it was, it's good though, because I had nine totes of clothes in storage that we now get to refuse. So there you go. Save a little money um, for the second one. Yeah, so I've kind of had to pull back, you know, uh, I had to kind of balance it a little bit. Um, um, but I can tell you, you know, I met Stacy through dance, you know, 
and uh, she tremendously misses it. She misses everybody out there. Um, so, you know, that's it's hard when I'm like, hey, I love you. You know, I'll see you in four days or three days or whatever. You know, I'm going to go party all weekend long. And she stays home and takes care of our daughter. You know, she's a, an amazing rock to our family and, and allows me to, you know, not allows me, but, you know, blesses me with the opportunity to right. to do what I love, which is teaching. You know, that for me, that's all it's about. I just love being able to walk into a room and, and you know, everybody join me there and not know the steps. And then in 40 minutes, everybody's nailing it and having a good time. That to me is, I think that's for most instructors too, you know, yeah. uh, that's, that's the joy. That's the reason that should be, and then it should be the real reason why everybody does that and teaches. Yeah. I know Stacy doesn't like it when you come uh, down to Charlotte and hang out with me because you go home and buy new toys every time you buy uh, yeah, new electronics yeah. every time you hang out with me. Sorry, Stace. He hasn't been around me, so he hasn't got to see some of the new stuff I have. So you're safe for now. <laughs> yeah, I've got three gimbals now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <So>. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but yeah, I've still I, I've seen got to watch tons of your live feeds and stuff like that from the club, and um, all the stuff that you do there. And I know everyone loves watching it. And I like I said, one of the big reasons why I started this was. I wanted to show off the local scene and your, your location was one of the first ones I thought of when I wanted to start all this, because the fact that you're able to get that many people for dancing in the middle of the week and that age group is just crazy. You don't see that usually anywhere in the country. Well, I I do have to say that, you know, it's, it's a combined effort for sure. Um, you know, between, you know, Billy Joe's themselves, uh, you know, letting us come in and, and using their place. And I mean, it's, you know, first a restaurant and bar. Um, and then we kind of turned it into this dance place. But, uh, you know, it's it's about the environment, too. You know, we're we're right on the Hudson River. I mean, when I tell you we're on it. Right. It's flooded. It, it's flooded before. So, <laughs> like you know, the deck goes out over the river and uh, we have the most amazing views. And, you know, Billy Joe's, the, the crew there, the, the owner and everything, they have been so tremendous to us and so good to us i mean from from doing free buffets and such uh you know offering free food to the for, to the dancers that come every every tuesday um to giveaways uh you know to you know specials and stuff like that it's been really really cool but you know it's like i said it's everybody it's the crew it's the it's the the waiters and and the people the bar staff you know they take care of everybody and try it. I mean, that's a lot of people to provide drinks to, you know what I mean? And right. they work their butts off. I mean, and, you know, right down to CJ promoting and, and being a part of it. And, you know, it, it's a cool little family to be a part of, but it's definitely, definitely a group effort. Uh, and I'm extremely, like I've said multiple times, I can't say it enough how, how awesome it is to be a part of it and blessed to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's cool to see, you know, I've worked for many different bars and a lot, as, as many people probably could agree to it's most of the time. And I don't want to stereotype it or anything like that, but sometimes it's difficult to work with certain bars because maybe they don't understand the dancing side of it so much. Um, you know, and it is about sales. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, right. This place has to pay for us to be there and keep the lights on and such. So, um, sometimes it's hard to get owners to kind of understand and what we, what we do. Um, so I can, I'm proud to say that, you know, Billy Joe's is their owners and, and they have multiple owners and managers and everything. They, uh, 
they definitely get it and they let us kind of, you know, dictate what kind of happens. And, you know, it's really, it's a good relationship. Well, that's always good. And, um, I actually got a couple questions for you that came in today about specifically about the, the bar, um, up there and, uh, the atmosphere, uh, big shout out to Dean hooks who uh, sent me in and he's been sending me in questions every day and two more great ones, Dean today. And, um, one of them was how important, um, is it to, uh, attracting and retaining that demographic that y'all have up there that like 18 to 25 um because i know how hard that can be because until they turn 21 they really can't drink and which is that's where all the sales go which what keeps the bar open everyone knows that the more alcohol the bar sells the big (laughs) the more cooperative they're going to be but how important is it to have that younger demographic that's willing to stay up and stay out and come out and party so I think it um, is a pretty neat thing that on Tuesday nights, the, um, the age range, you know, they go right from, you know, 18 to, you know, well into 70s and 80s, you know, 80 year old. And I, and I think that is so cool because how often do you see that age group in one area having a good time and interacting Um you know, together. I will say, you know, there's some nights where it gets a lot of control and maybe some drinking or whatever gets, gets, but that's any place. Right. But respect, respectively, you know, most of the younger generation, uh, really respects our older group of people that come in, um, you know, our regulars and such. And I think it's a really neat thing, um, to see that. But as far as, you know, that's a question I get a lot from people, you know, we've seen your live feeds, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, it's about location, first of all. You know, it's about the the, the place that we're doing it, Billy Joe's. It's a phenomenal environment. You know, that's that's got a big part, big play in it. Um, but for me, for the decision making that I have involved in it, I feel like it's keeping the music and dance as current as possible. And Usually, typically, I try. It's not something I always get to do, but I try to keep whatever I'm teaching something that's relevant, something that is um, – if I'm teaching – let's say I'm teaching a country uh, dance or whatever. But, you know, I'm very lucky as well that I'm able to kind of go from different genre, you know, genres throughout as I teach, you right. know, from, you know, even like an oldies uh, contour song to, you know, Jason Aldean to George Strait to Pitbull. Um, so it's, what I'm trying to do is uh, whatever I'm going to teach, whatever song I'm going to use is something that is going to be on the radio or it's something that nobody's ever heard before. And it's got such a great beat that they just feel like they have to dance to it. And, you know, as most instructors would probably agree, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But I would say that my majority wise, I'm picking music that when they get in the car the next morning, you go to work. They're like, oh, I, I heard that at the club last night. We did a dance to that song. You know, they're hearing it on the radio and they're making, it's keeping it relevant. Um, that's my goal when I, when I, with what I try to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it, it's a lot of things that are involved in trying to keep that demographic and keeping the people coming every single week. And it's, it's you know, a lot to play with the DJ. You know, CJ does a great job in keeping the energy up. Uh, between him and I, we both try to do that. You know, getting involved in the crowd and uh, being on the microphone a little bit, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing to see when it all comes together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem, like the problem I see a lot here is it, it 
definitely has a time shift. Like early on, you'll see it, and then as it gets later, you'll see one crowd come in and empty. But seeing all of it together, it's very, very rare. Like you said, it's very like when everyone you got both age groups are still there. Because a lot of here, and this has been a lot of problems that, that I've noticed in a lot of bars around here, they don't make the sales. Dancers don't buy drinks. Unless it's, which I take that back. When you come to the barn, you know that there are certain dancers that do buy drinks. <laughs> uh, those dancers have been um, wonderful, and, and they've blessed me with those drinks as well, as I was there too. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm 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 blessed to be able to share the the Barnanza event um, with John, Mr. John Robinson himself. So we have had some stories that we probably shouldn't talk about. <laughs> we won't talk Facebook, about those. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's been I did just get so asked great. by Mala to um. They, she told me to ask you about the ish at the airport story. Uh oh. <laughs> Judging by the eye roll, this is either going to be really really good or really really bad. <laughs> I don't know if we should talk about it, but um, <laughs> yeah, so this is a, it's a funny story. Um, I got, I can't even remember where, I think we were flying into Charlotte. I think we were doing Big Bang, if I remember <laughs> right. Um, and we were at the airport. And so I, you know, when I'm teaching, you know, when I was, I'm going through the lessons or, you know, the steps or whatever, I'll say, how's everybody doing? You got, all well, got it. And they're all kind of looking at me like ish, you know, so I'll use the ish thing. Um, <laughs> And uh, we were at the airport, and we were getting ready to get on the uh, the plane. And you know that you know how they have that little um, uh, the the what do you go? I don't even know what you call it, where you put your luggage in to see if it's going to fit. Yes. You know, it kind of yep. measures it. You know, so I'm walking through, and I typically only bring carry on because I don't want to deal with the deal, you know, checking process and then right. the potential of uh, losing luggage, like boy, Darren and Bailey and Darren and Amy did. Um, but, uh, which was more, a lot more dramatic than what I would go through. But I, I typically just like to use, uh, the care, uh, the carry on. So I go to go through the door to get on the, the plane and the lady's like, can you put your bag in, in that, uh, whatever you call it. And, um, I was like, sure. So <laughs> I go to put it in and it really wouldn't fit. And I cut and I, without a beat and I didn't even mean it. It just rolled out. I looked at the intendant and I'm like, ish. <laughs> And she kind of just gave me this really, really weird look, and she kind of just told me to take my bag and continue on. So <laughs> I was able to go on with the plane because it didn't quite fit, but I did make it fit in the overhead compartment. But it was a quite funny moment for me because uh, I, I it was like second nature just kind of rolled out of my mouth, and I didn't even mean to do it. You know, It was funny, though. Yeah, we had it. Um, I forget where me and Kelly were flying one time, but I had my Pelican case that you know I carry with, with all the camera gear. We were on a layover. Obviously, if I'm in the new airport with the Pelican case, I carried it on the plane already. And the flight attendant was like, you can't carry that. It doesn't fit our overheads. I'm like, I just got here with it. How else would it have been in my hands? I'm like, you see on my ticket that I'm on a layover. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, another question Dean asked was, uh, what advice would you give uh, bar instructors that have never attended a line dance event weekend? Um, like, what can they learn and bring back to the community besides the dances? So the question is that what can the – say that again to me. I'm sorry. Um, what what advice would you give um, to bar instructors, someone who's teaching at a local establishment that's never seen, 
never been to a dance event, um, of the benefits that they could by attending one, um, what they could bring back to the community, different things they can learn besides like the dances themselves, which is the obvious answer. Well, right. So obviously the first thing would the different dances, you need to attend an event ASAP. Like, you know, uh, you know, there's, it's a different world. Um, I'll never forget my entire life. Will I ever forget my first event that I attended, um, which was the Mishnock and friends weekend up here in, in New York, um, with Dan and Kelly Albro, you know, Dan and Kelly gave me my first start. Dan and Kelly were the very first people to ever hire me for an event. Um, and I'm still doing those, that event today. Uh, and I'm another amazing thing to be a part of this huge, huge, amazing family to be a part of over there. Um, but what to take back? Yeah, you got to get yourself to that to an event. You know, there's so many all over the country now um, right. to give you so many different options. And you know, for me, for me, my one of the things that I can recall as what I took back um, the most was uh, technique of dance and teaching, because you know, the one of the good things for an instructor to do is take classes from other instructors because right. they get good ideas. I mean, there's been many times I've you know, go to teach a dance and, and maybe not really quite get the step across or what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, an instructor, I might run it by an instructor. You know, I've, I've done that with Dean, you know, dancing Dean. Hey, Dean, what do you, how would you explain the step? You know, what do you, what do you think is the best way to do it? Because you, as an instructor, you never stop, you know, learning on how to teach and different techniques that you can learn to, to portray the dance better over to the, to the dancer. Um, I, I can tell you, I mean, as you had kind of brought up in the beginning of the show, uh, Junior uh, Willis was the, one of my, you know, was my biggest mentor, you know, coming up into the um, line dance world. And uh, he taught me a lot of things. Um, good and bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was about uh, to say, I still remember the first weekend I ever met you. And I was, uh, I was in Virginia working for Grant Austin for Dance Connection the first time you worked for Olivia Ray and them down in Virginia. And, that, and Junior introduced me to you, and that was an hysterical weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I, by the way, Virginia event, what a great event that is. Oh, Olivia, is. I love her event. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, um, Junior was an amazing mentor towards me. You know, he, he kind of he definitely guided me. Um, and then, you know, John Robinson, too. You know, he he's one, too, I have to give credit to. Um and they taught me a lot of different things, you know, don't do this, do that, as far as my instructions concerned, you know. Um, but every instructor, I don't care who you are, you, you, you never stop, you know, you never right. stop uh, learning on how to do things. And I mean, you have to, because look at the dancing, look at, look at the dancing the way it was in the 90s. To Constantly it changing. I look at, you know, look what uh, Shane is doing and, you know, Fred and, and what Guyton did. I mean, they just, you took dance to a whole new level and as an instructor, you kind of, you need to stay on that. You need to learn that and keep, and I'm not even talking about steps. I'm talking about technique on how to teach. And, right. and that's what I'm, you know, really talking about, but going to kind of revert back to the beginning of that question. Uh, that's what I think is most important for an instructor. That's a, a bar uh, teacher, um, you know, to be able to, to experience that, you know, and, and another thing too, is I, I really try to get my crowd on a Tuesday night to, attend an event because they're just taking a class for me every week right. after week after week they're ex only experiencing me 
And I want them to experience other instructors. I want to, to, to I want them to support other instructors and and get the you know because like everybody has their own way of teaching and and that's a good thing because there might be a person that comes into my class on a Tuesday that says oh I just can't learn from him he's too fast or whatever he's not explaining something right you know and you're always going to have I don't care who you are you're going to have somebody that's that way but that person might go and take a, a class uh, you know from John and say oh oh my gosh I. I nailed it. I, I, I got it, you know, and that's just the way it works, you know. Do you uh, do you experience where you get a lot of, uh, I don't want to say, like, pushback from the uh, owners and managers of the uh, where you teach at on Tuesdays for uh, your music selection? Ooh, you really <laughs> want to get on that conversation. Oh, well, the reason boy. I ask is because we, we, I've had I've had Trevor on and other people who have taught at bars and at uh, events. And even like Trevor. Trevor teaches at multiple bars inside the same state, inside the same city. And um, he'll go to one bar and they'll allow him to teach one dance. He'll go 10 minutes down the road to the other bar and they won't allow him to teach that song. Um some places are very particular on the type of music they allow to play. Like I had a DJ on Monday, Larry Swag from the barn, and luckily at the barn they don't give them really any hostility on what type of music. And Janice Graves and Lindley Shiana, you know you've been to the barn. They got three different instructors teaching three different types of dancing styles, all that. So I just didn't know if that how much it plays. I'm sure they probably are some selective. I didn't know if they give you a lot because like when you come to an event, you are learning new dances from all sorts of genres and difficulties and stuff like that of how bad it actually you get. Okay. So <laughs> this is a very touchy subject because there's um, a lot of people that feel that line dancing should be straight country. Yes. Um, and that is fine to feel that way. Uh, there's others that like every genre and there's other people that don't want any country and they want, you know, alternative pop, whatever, uh, which is fine. So I, I've, I've dealt with this in length. I've, I have fought. I have conversated. I have combed through it. So <laughs> I'm trying to think about the best way to answer this. That I've, had, I've worked for bars that have said to me, you are not teaching this song. <laughs> okay. And I, you know, I'm going to go back to Billy Joe's because that's, that's my night, right? Tuesday nights. Um, the, the owners are amazing. They let me make my decision. They let me, they don't get involved in it, you know, but I, but I don't take advantage of that. I try not to take advantage of that. So with me knowing the, how, how people are, you know, with the variety of people of going to just country to alternative to all top alternative, um, I try to balance it. I try to make it fair. You know, as a DJ, which I also do on the side, um, every DJ that's out there right now knows that you will never make this, everybody in the room happy. There's no way. It is mathematically impossible. You can't this do it. True so statement. The, I, I find I find that the the, the the closest that you can get to that is by hitting as many genres as possible. Right. Uh, because even even if you upset somebody for 15 minutes for everything you play, you may play one genre, one song that that individual likes and they're happy for three minutes. So they can't say that they had a miserable time all night long because they had three minutes of fun. All right? <laughs> so, True. 
you know, when I'm teaching, I, I try to like if like I, I'll go in and I'll review what we did last week, and that and and I'll teach a new one, and then next week I review the new one, and I re, you know, etc. Right. So I'll try to alternate where my review is country, and my new teach is non-country. Okay. Next week I review the non-country, and I teach a country. Country, you know. I'll try to do that. There may be weeks where I don't do that. You know, there right. might be a week where I'm like, man, I found this awesome dance. I don't care about the rotation. I'm teaching it because they're going to love it. You know, um, the, now, uh, do they hound you on what is exactly country and what is in country, though? Well, so that's that's <laughs> another really sticky. Like you situation. have your big hit, Who's Up All Night, which is very more modern modern country, as I'd call it. Do they to, get- well, and then and then you look at Jono's dance to. Uh, uh, the uh, Pitbull and Blake Shelton, right? Right. Uh, Bamalam. So yes, I, I, you know, I believe, and in fact, if I can, I can look back because I keep track of everything that I teach. Right. I, I'm pretty sure that I think I did like three non-countries in a row because I came across that. And Johno text Johnno, Johnno sent it over to me. I'm like, I was Tuesday. He said he sent it to me Tuesday, at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm teaching at seven. I'm like, oh, I'm teaching this tonight. I didn't even know it because I knew it would be a great hit. I knew that they'd right. love it. You know, it'd be a lot of fun, high energy, and that's. You know, kind of just to kind of go back on the other question that you asked um, about how do you try to keep the people, you know, coming that age group and everything. It's all about energy. Right. Agreed. Keeping the energy in the room. I don't teach nightclubs. I don't teach waltzes or anything like that on a two. It's just you can't. For me, in that environment, I can't do it. If I did that, people would look at me sideways and say, this is depressing. I didn't come down here to have a sob story. I came here to have a fun night. It's right. Tuesday. It's the second day in the week. Monday sucked. I want to have a nice night. I want to enjoy myself. I want energy. You know, energy is what's keeping that room going. You know, you think about it. Make two examples. You have a person that's walking by a bar on the street, and they look in the window, and they see 10 people just kind of hanging out, you know, maybe drinking a little bit, bopping their heads to some music, slow sway music, whatever. And then you walk a couple of doors down, you come to another bar, and there's this, there's still 10 people in it, but they are having a blast. They are dancing their butts off. They're drinking. The music's pumping. They're having a great time. Which, which bar are you going to go into? Right. You're going to go in the one that has energy. So yep. keeping the energy alive for that entire night is the key. And I know that, you know, Trevor and I have talked about it in the past too. That's, it's, that's, that's what's so important about that. Unless you get like an amazing nightclub that you just, you gotta teach, but, uh, it's, it's really important to keep that high energy. For yes, sure. I, I agree. I just, I, I laugh at, I see bars sometimes that will take songs and not allow DJ instructors to teach to them or DJs to play them because they feel like it's not country enough. Even though it's played on, like, I understand we have the whole Old Town Road get up issue. I get that. A lot of people didn't think that they were country. But, like, Trevor teaches in a bar that they don't allow him to teach out like that, which is a Reba McIntyre song. Just because it's remixed. Just because it's remixed. But they allowed him to teach um, Old Town Road. Okay. They wouldn't allow him, they wouldn't allow him to teach the get up in that location, but they allowed him to teach Old Town Road, and I I I, I laughed. I was like, really? You know, that's your I line. Remember, I think I remember him reaching out to me because I had put when I uh, did the dance uh, with Stacy the the contra to the get up that we did. Yep. Um, he had messaged me about wanting to teach it there. And I think he did tell me that they wouldn't let him teach it. <laughs> now, yeah, at the one at the one, but the other one did. But the one that's 
is downtown that he uh, subs at sometimes. They wouldn't let, but they let him teach the week before. He taught Old Town yeah. Road by JP uh, and Jose, and I'm like, that y'all's line. <laughs> that was really the line y'all chose. But they and they still to this day, and he's had out like that for what five or six years now, out um, since he uh, won it with the USLDCC, and they won't let him play it in that in that one yeah. bar. I'm like, really? That's why I was asked like more updated remix versions, like. Like you were just saying the Blake Shelton Pitbull song. I'm like, I understand Blake Shelton's on it, but you won't let us play this song, but you'll let us play this song that has Blake Shelton Pitbull. And Blake's really not yeah. on it that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so real quick before I forget again, I wanted to mention, um, you know, talking about the different genres of music. Mm-hmm. As everybody knows, as we were just discussing, you know, there's a lot of crossover now. But country music is not what country music used to be. Oh, no, not even close. Right? No. But as far as um, going back to um, the earlier question about, you know, keeping hot energy and and keeping, you know, trying to bring in a crowd or or attack or or basically kind of getting the attention of the younger crowd. um, Right. You got it. you, You got a crossover. You know, if you have a bar owner that's just so against it, you got to have, you just, hey, you know, we got to sit down and talk about this. You know, this is, here's some videos. Here's what's going on out in that world right now. Here's, right. here's, here's Billy Joe's on a Tuesday night playing Fireball and Pitbull. And, you know, um, um, we do the Nickelback one. I lost my mind. Um, uh, something in your mouth. Name. Something in your mouth? The, no, no, no. The, the, oh, the rock. Somebody put a comment below and tell me the name of it. Ah, we rock it out every Tuesday night. They love it. Anyway. Um, you know, we, we, we go all over the place, but they, they have to, they kind of have to have that conversation with Barrow and say, listen, you know, this is the direction it's going. And I think if we tried it, you know, try to do some non-country stuff, it may give that attraction towards somebody, another first, you know, another younger group of people that might be right. interested in coming in, which means revenue for the bar owner, which is the only thing they care about. Right. I shouldn't say that. Let me retract that. Not the only thing they care about, but that's one of the things that keeps the night going. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? Def- um, Definitely up there, if not the number one thing they think about, very one or two. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 the main reason, right? So when people if not, they're not uh, going to open. What, right. So when when the DJ says, or when I call out, hey everybody, you know, take care of your bartenders, you know, uh, make sure you tip them and everything. That's you got in for free. You right. can buy a drink. That money helps keep the night going. Correct. And it's important because when the night shuts down, everybody's like, well, why are they shutting down? What happened? I don't I don't understand. Why, why don't we have a place to dance now? Well, because we needed to support the night when we had the opportunity and now they've lost, you know, so much money. They can't keep the doors open for this evening for what's going on. You know, um, luckily, we have a great balance with that. on Tuesday nights, you know, we have a lot of people that like to come in and just sit at the bar and hang out, and listen to music and watch people dance, which is totally cool. Nothing wrong with that. You know, um, but for people that are trying to get nights going and working at different bars, you really got to try to get that that owner to kind of try to meet you at least in the middle a little bit. Um, question on that one, because I and a lot of people are saying that's huge right there. So you don't charge to get in, but how how bad is your drink prices? Um, <laughs> See, this came up yesterday when I was talking to Byron out in Cali. He said the prices out there are massive and. Compared to let me the- let me say this. Let me say this. You are paying to be on the Hudson River outside on this beautiful deck 
overlooking the mountains and the water, <laughs> you're going to pay a little extra over that. So a, 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 an $8 beer <laughs> is not going to be the same two blocks in in Newburgh. It'll be four bucks or five bucks. Yeah. So yeah, it, people, but, but you've got to understand something. People don't look at it like that. You, when you're, when you're paying $8 for beer, yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. And then if you throw a shot in it, right, exactly. $10, you know what I mean? There's so, there's, but you look where you are, look what you're, look what you're paying for. You are contributing right. to that night to be successful. You're paying for environment. You're paying for all the people that are there. You know, the, the, the girls that work their butts off, get in the place prep ready and work all afternoon and, and wait on everybody and try to get their drinks out and run back and forth. Take care of them. They're right. working too, you know, tip them, make it, you know, it's a community. We're there all to keep the night alive and have a good time and, and have a blast. They, people need to realize that, you know, it is free to get on, in on Tuesday nights and, and I, I, you know, I, I, I just try to stress it to people. Just You don't even need to buy an alcoholic beverage. Buy a soda. Buy a water. You want water? Right. That's what they were just saying. That's, that's huge. It makes a difference. Right. Buy a bottle of water and throw a, a dollar or two down on the, on the, on the uh, counter for the tip. You don't have to do it every time. Maybe every other. Just you know, contribute into it. That's all. <laughs> Jim says, unlike Amy's event on the moon, that place has an atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's just like if you like if you're down here, you're gonna pay seven, eight bucks for the beers, maybe five or six, depending on where you're going, like a roundup and stuff like that. But at the barn, you've been there, you know how cheap the beer is. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. how cheap the drinks are. It's not it doesn't break your bank going to the barn unless you decide to sit there and buy shots for twenty of your closest friends. And even th even then you're not killing the bank compared to yeah. South Florida, New York, California, stuff like that. Vegas. Oh, and you know, Kathy did mention something. I just read, look in the, some of the comments. You know, it's a restaurant. Buy some food. Right. Order an appetizer. Places like that, if they do have food, order the food up. That's totally great. Yeah. So as far as going back to your original questions, yeah, it's a little bit more. Yeah. It is. That's, uh, I, that's why I was curious because I know uh, with that many people, I was curious if you, do you charge the cover or do you let them in for free and hope they buy the drink? Or food or... Right. Yeah, so I think I think it's smart not having a, a cover charge. You know, agreed. Uh, I, in I agree. In fact, you. in fact, you know, I want to bring up this too. Um, you know, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. Don't quote me on that. But uh, Billy Joe's did consider putting a cover on Tuesday nights. You know, but but what's so great about them is they came to CJ and I, and they were like, "Hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this. You know, what what do you think?" And I, you know, of course, we were instantly like, "Oh, that's a bad idea." You know. Um, you know, I think you're going to lose money. Having a no, no cover is what gets people to come in. You know, I, I think, I think it would be a bad business move, you know, and uh, test something they, like they, that, but, test it on a night. That's not your busiest night of the week. <laughs> well, so, so, well, they, now, you know, Billy Joe's has other things other than, than Tuesday country nights. I mean, they have a, um, I think it was also night. I don't sure if, that, if it's only in the summer, but, uh, you know, they do bands on Saturday nights and some nights they do charge a cover. Um, it just, they have to pay for the band. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, and, and, you know, if you're ever up in the area, you got to go there on a summer on a Saturday night too. I mean, they got, usually if it's nice weather, they'll have the band outside on the, on the stage. They put a stage outside. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, it, it's really, really a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what you, what do you prefer? The teaching at Joe's or, uh, teaching at events? What do you like more that atmosphere wise? Yeah. 
you're going to ask me that on live right now. <laughs> there's there's no right or wrong answer, but a lot of people like I'm sure it's different, and that's why I'm curious. How so, much does it compare? Because you get the crowds there. It's not like most people who maybe get fifteen or twenty people at their local bar. You get an equivalent crowd out that you would get at a dance event. So I'm my roots. They started in a bar. Yeah, I'm 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 a bar instructor. You know, that's where I'm most comfortable. That doesn't take anything away from uh, workshop uh, uh, workshops. You know, they're two different for me. I view them so different. They are not comparable. You know, that's why I always try to encourage people that do bar dancing to really break those doors open. Go check out a workshop, get the different experience to see how far line dancing really can go. You know, right. I'll, I'll talk to, I'll talk to some people and I'll say, you know, you know how there's like the CMAs for country music. Yeah. You know, well, they do the same thing for line dancing. You know, they, they do the crystal boot award. You know, it, people yeah. are blown away that, 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 that line dancing spreads that far and, and is, is so involved like that. So, um, I'm I'm a bar instructor, man. I love it. I if anybody asks me to teach at a bar, I'm I'm all over it. I, I you know. But with saying that, the the, the uh, workshops and events like that have really allowed me to grow as an instructor, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. I mean, I have met, like I said earlier, I've met the most amazing people. I mean, look, I've got to know you guys so well, yep. and. I mean, you know, right down to working Will Craig's event on, uh, you know, in Charlotte. I, I love that event. I am so blessed to be a part of that. And the, and the staff that's there, uh, dude, I don't take any of that for granted. That's that's something that I'll I'll live for. I'll be 85 years old if I make it that long and never forget it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, so I am going to ask you since uh... – it's getting nearer to the end, and I know it might take you a little bit to think of some of this. Um, I've asked every instructor, event director, DJ the same question. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> what, if you could have an event anywhere in the world, no money, uh-huh. unlimited funds, where would you hold it? And who are the first five instructors you would call to bring on? Whoa. Unlimited funds. Money is no object. I would have loved to know this question prior to this broadcast so I could have had some time to think about it. Wow. Oh, man. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Well, somewhere warm. I can say that. (laughs) Because I'm in New York right now and it's freaking cold. And it's April, almost into May, and it was, I think, 38 degrees when I got up for work this morning at 4 o'clock. Yeah, so, by the way, I understand it's quarantine time, but I'm kind of missing your countdown to summer <laughs> that you normally well, do. Well, I did it this spring. I thought we were good to go. I didn't think I had to do the summer <laughs> countdown, but I'm going to have to start that, you know? Yeah, I, I'll um, tell you this. I went out for a bike ride earlier today, and it was uh, in the 90s <laughs> here. Kelly, please. Uh, so yeah, somewhere warm specifically, I don't know. Um, I really, I couldn't pinpoint this exact position uh, that we could do it. But uh, as far as instructors are concerned, um, you know, I I would have to say, oh, 45. Um, 
I would have to call on. I would have to call my buddy Junior and say, "Get your ass up, man! You're coming to work for me. We're not going to mess around anymore." You know, and and I, I think a lot of people would would love to see him back out on the floor. Um, he would be one for sure. I'd force him. I'd just throw some money at him and say, "Junior, let's go." <laughs> just promise him some Mountain Dew. Yeah, and, and, and some Shelby juice, and that he could wear his Tennessee gear. He'd be in it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would probably give my buddy Dance and Dean a call. Man, I I love working with Dance and Dean. He's he's got energy. I love what he teaches. You know, um, uh, definitely John Robinson. Robinson, of course, love working with him. Uh, been I've been blessed to be able to work with John. And you know, John and I have uh, uh, roomed together multiple times, and uh, we've we've got to know each other pretty well. You know, so uh, I love John. He's, he would definitely be one as well. Um, and boy, you really put me on the spot on this one. <laughs> like everyone's commenting, like Brandon, you if you if you watched a couple past episodes, you'd prepared. Everyone else knew that. Qu- Mala's like, I knew this question was coming. You should have just yeah, texted well, Mala. She would have gladly warned you. <laughs> with a year and a half old, sometimes it's hard to spend an hour in front of a tablet to watch an episode. <laughs> Trevor's over here glad. I'm glad I never got asked this question. Yeah, because you're the one that came up with it right after the first episode with you. So blame Trevor because Trevor actually came up with this question that I've been asking everybody. <laughs> well, that, I, Trevor was going to be another one that I would say I would ask to work at the event as well. So that I, Trevor would definitely be one person I would reach out to as well because I love working with him. Um, I'm up to four. Is it four? I think that's four. Um, uh, gee, let me think. Um, I, I'm not sure, man. Uh, I've worked with so many great people that would be amazing to work with, you know, in my own event that it's hard to choose just five because so many people come to my mind. You know, the people that I've mentioned so far is just, you know, basically because they've been so good to me and I, and, and I love working with them and they always have high energy and, and it's always for those people, you know, and not, you know, this, they're always about the dancer, you know, which is mostly all instructors anyway but um being able to work with so many people it is really hard to choose five people um oh, but i gotta I, I gotta give a shout out um to one other person that i probably would ask because I, I love working with working for him and working with him is will craig i enjoy him uh tremendously uh and i like that he likes to have a good time on the floor with everybody as well so i guess there's my five there's your five <laughs> shout out to will i know you got your cruise you're trying to plan for in this wild time right now oh yeah i was thinking about that for him yeah shout out to uh my boy lorenzo golo on watching he said yeah that was a tough question oh man lorenzo i'd have to get him there man he's got to get back out there lorenzo i'm gonna have to get you on one of these days and ask you that question you'll be prepared i'm sure (laughs) so everyone's like you didn't pick a girl I got everyone's like, you need a girl, you need a girl, you need a girl. He's got three, about to have three in his house. He doesn't need to bring a girl. <laughs> he's got, he's, he's got Stacy, he's got Bailey, and he's got the third one on the way. He doesn't need, he's got enough women in his life. <laughs> the, you know, the, the true answer to that question is if there was unlimited, uh, you have everybody. I would, be, I would be inviting everybody. There would be, everybody would be there. It would be an amazing event just to spend time with everybody. And, you know, it'd be outside of the instructing, the socializing with the, with everybody at the events is, is one of the highlights for me, you know, seeing everybody and catching up right. and, and all that too. So that's, that's what it would be mostly about. It's been kind of nice because a, a buddy of mine told me today, they go, someone should get on the show and they interview uh, you. 
That way you have to answer all these questions. And I'm like, listen, I'm only <laughs> two weeks idea. in. I'm only two camera. weeks in. I go, I haven't, I haven't had to answer any of these questions. And I'm actually thankful Trevor came up with this, like literally right after his show on my, the Monday, the very first episode he's going through and he, he's calling me. He, he called me up and said, okay, I watched the whole show. I said I wasn't going to watch my whole show. I watched the whole show and we were t- chatting. He uh, sent me that question and he sent me it to me the next day when Big Jim was on. And I'm like, oh, this is a good one. And I just kept it. And I've, it's been the question I asked near the end of every show. And it's it's one of those what ifs. You know, you never know. A lot of people have decided to start events of their own and they get to answer their own what if. But, but what if? Most of us are never going to start a, our own event or going to go out and look to start our own uh Line dance weekend or any type of dance weekend, but hey, if we did, who would we bring? Yeah, I actually was supposed to. April eighteenth was supposed to be my first uh, uh, little event that we were doing up here. Yeah, you had um, your venue looked amazing. I saw the pictures y'all posted of that venue. That venue looked absolutely gorgeous. Oh my god, I we were so excited to, to find a place that wanted to work with us and to make something happen. And, I mean, we spent a lot of time with it and working and speaking with the owner. And, and, I mean, this is kind of like a few years in the making because, you know, I, if I'm going to do an event, like, and, and we were just going to start small just with a country night, you know, or a line dance night, is as we would say, and then kind of grow from there. See how we do with the space and how people flow. And we kind of wanted to grow into a, into a possible event at that, right. at that venue, you know. And we were super excited, and then quarantine kicked in, and we had to kind of reschedule the event. So it's currently scheduled Oops. for uh, June 27th right now. Um, tickets are still available, but we actually uh, we sold out in two weeks when I first made the announcement. So we were that was so awesome. Of course, with the reschedule, some people have had to kind of you know they have other things going on. So we have a few tickets available still, and that's with the assumption that life kind of gets back to normal, which we right. which we hope so. So I just got reminded, yes, um, I have a question, another question for you that got asked uh, by my uh, DJ at the beginning of the week, Larry. He uh, gave a question to ask everybody, which you know, Larry, you've been to the barn. Uh, if you had to na- pick a drink that you would be for your personality, for you, what would it be? If it oh, helps, Daniel sure Trapet made himself sure sex on the be beach. I'm lots of comments under this right now. <laughs> I'm sure they're coming. Daniel Trapet yeah. made himself sex on the beach. So, <laughs> you can only tell you. Ah, uh, um, a frozen margarita. <laughs> I love a good margarita. <laughs> this is true. And actually, but I would, I would say that you know my drink of choice is uh, cranberry and vodka. Um, I knew that. Which is the, which is the one to go to, but so it'd be between the two of them, I guess. Depends on what the night's going to bring, and you know. You know, it depends on where we're at, but uh, I love a good margarita. Taylor Hickey just chimed in and said it'd be something with Sambuca. You're a Sambuca uh, fan? No, it's something I call out in uh, in one of the dances, what we do. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. It's a Tuesday thing. Okay, and then Trevor actually just gave me a great idea, and I'm going to have you ask you. So next week, I'm about to release the five people I have on. Um, name me one question you would want to hear them answer. And I'll let you know I do have five dancers coming on next week. Uh, one question that I would have for them. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, again, putting me on the spot, Kelly. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a few, a, a few minutes to, to think of it. I'm going to go ahead for everyone out there. Um, my guest next week, Monday, we're going all the way down under. Um, I got the lovely and talented Madison Glover coming on Monday um, as my guest. Right. Tuesday, we're going to switch it up and we're going to go all the way over to... Uh, He's from England. He lives here in the States now, though. So uh, some of you might know him. Some of you don't. Mr. Rob Glover. Uh, he's going to be on my guest on Tuesday. Wednesday, we're going back up north. Um, event director, choreographer, instructor. I'm a good friend of mine who's actually still working on the front lines. Um, him and his wife both are. I got the man, Derek Steele, coming on on Wednesday. Thursday, we're going out to Cali. I'm going old school. I'm bringing on a buddy of mine named Michael Barr, who some of you have probably heard of. He's been around for a very long time, so I'm sure he's going to have some great stories for us. And on Friday, we're going into May. I'm bringing it into May. So I figured I'm going to start May off with a bang, and I'm bringing on the one, the only, the number one MC that I know, the Jamie Marshall. So <laughs> The Jamie Marshall. <laughs> there are the five I got coming on. What question would you like those five to have to answer? <laughs> and it could be pretty much anything. I don't. I, I don't hold back a lot. I, I I've kept this pretty candid, relaxed. I might have to get back to you, Kelly. That's fine. <laughs> get back to me. I'll post it. I'll let everybody know what uh, what you said for those who didn't tune in. Um, this will be up for those who are just now tuning in. Or uh, oh, you know, uh -oh. What? I just thought of something. Okay, ask what. Unless somebody's already come up with a question. So going back to your idea of, you know, if you could name yourself, if you could be one drink, what would you be? How about what would you be if you could pick out a specific dance step? Ooh, I like that one. What would you be? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. So I would love to hear Jamie Marshall's answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be looking forward to Jamie Marshall's answer, too. Um, so <laughs> that can, <laughs> that could definitely be an interesting one. <laughs> we'll have to remind Jamie, it's got to be Facebook appropriate. We can't get kicked off. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so for those who just tuned in, um, this will be up on Facebook and YouTube. You can go back and watch. Um, I have all 13 episodes up, um, in case you missed anyone, want to go back and check. We've had some awesome guests on. Um, I've been very privileged to everyone who's um, been willing to come on and chat with me. I already, like I said, next week's lineup's going to be fun. The following week, I got a little special treat I'm working out for you guys. We are going to uh, shake things up a little bit, and I got a few new tricks up my sleeve that uh, I know I've been talking to Mr. Zahorsky about, and he's uh, he's looking forward to what I'm going to do. So thank you so much, Brandon, for joining me. I had a blast. Um, I appreciate you coming on and uh, chatting Dude, I with me. I loved it, man. Thank you so much for having me a part of this. I Absolutely. Really and I can't that. wait till this really is cool. all over because uh, I'm definitely coming up and we're going to do an entire uh, entire show out right off your club. I'm going to come up on a Tuesday and uh, we're going to do a whole deep dive into what you do behind the scenes video. And I'm definitely looking forward to coming on location and uh, coming up there and hanging out with you and Stacy and the gang. So uh, that would be awesome. I would love it. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you had enjoyed the week. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, 5 p.m. We're going across all the way to Australia with Madison Glover on Monday. So like, follow, share. Make sure you hit the share button. 
Log on, like us all. That way you can make sure you don't miss Monday. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Later, guys.